Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A football Friday, live right here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, alongside Joe Lisi, on a Football Friday dedicated to our favorite sport. It's college football time, Lisi. We got times, we got schedules, we got TV networks, and we got kickoffs to prepare for for the 2022 college football season. This is the best way to make a Memorial Day weekend. I, I got to be honest with you, Ben. This is what it's all about. And when you look big picture, right, the summer's going to end in late August, early September. We have Labor Day weekend on the horizon. And what better way than to sit on the beach and watch college football? Nebraska Northwestern, West Virginia, mm. Pittsburgh, the backyard brawl. I mean, come on, baby. Purdue and Penn State in a Big Ten battle? Give it, give it to me, baby. I can't wait for the 2022 season. Joe, they will give it to you. And not only do we have these kickoff times and the schedule of how everything is playing out, but now we know the specific time of day and the network that will cover said college football game. So you can plan your Saturday on August 27th accordingly. That's week zero, Joe. 92 days only to this college football season. Joe, as you know well, Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer and by the time we get to the middle of july which will be there like that we're going to be talking media days we're going to be breaking things down and now we have these kickoff times and tv networks available and we can match them up with the lines that the FanDuel sportsbook has provided us for quite some time one of the highlights joe of week zero in august august 27th is that matchup between Nebraska and Northwestern. Week zero, Nebraska Northwestern in Dublin, in Dublin, Ireland, over across the pond for a showcase of college football. 12.30 p.m. Eastern time kick on Fox. And Lisi, as we just discussed, as the show was opening and it caught both of our eyes, that line is working in favor of the Huskers. The off-season hype train continues to go choo-choo through Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, and if they don't win this ballgame, forget the cover right now. Nebraska's an 11-point favorite. If you're Scott Frost, just get the 
W against Northwestern. This was a team last year under Pat Fitzgerald that underachieved. Remember that week one battle? They gave up a buck 75 to Kenneth Walker and the Michigan State Spartans. They fell behind, never looked back. This was a team that was 3-9 and nine overall last year. They do have an okay quarterback in terms of Ryan Halinski, the former South Carolina quarterback that transferred over last year. They implemented a lot of quarterbacks throughout the year. Supposedly, he's going to get the start. And this is a Northwestern offense, Ben, that only averaged 16 points per game. So if you're mm-hmm. Casey Thompson, you're Scott Frost, guess what, baby? You better put it on a Big Ten opponent in that week zero matchup. Certainly so. And normally, Joe, outside of last year, this has been a very competitive series between these two Big Ten West foes. It was last 21, the first weekend of October. Nebraska got one of their biggest wins of the season, 56-7 to over Northwestern inside Lincoln. That was homecoming. But you look at the other matchups, Joe. In 2020, a single-digit game decided by eight points. This one in favor of Northwestern. 2019, a three-point game in favor of the Huskers. 2018, a three-point game in favor of Northwestern. 2017, decided by a touchdown in favor of Northwestern as well. They have split the last three matchups. The average margin of victory in that time, Joe, is around six and a half points per game when you take away the 49-point difference from a season ago. So to see this line continue to work in favor of the Huskers, now standing at 11.5 on the FanDuel Sportsbook, is a very, very intriguing move. And, Joe, let's go to Nebraska real quick. We discussed them, and you know my ties to Omaha. I started off my professional sports broadcasting career working as a sports anchor at the CBS affiliate in Omaha, covering all things Huskers. And on Saturdays in the fall in Lincoln, from as far east as the state goes in Omaha on the border of Iowa to as far west as you can drive about seven hours to the west bordering on Colorado the biggest thing in the state on any given Saturday is Nebraska football it remains king at all times of the year so you can understand the optimism each and every season even if at times it is not backed up or warranted but the team win total Joe for Nebraska this year is seven and a half and as the odds would indicate the juice is at minus 140 on the over. Do you think Nebraska's an eight-win football team? I do with Casey Thompson at the helm. I potentially believe Casey Thompson is the best quarterback they've had in Lincoln since the last 10 to 15 years. I'm willing to go out on a limb in terms of that assessment. The other thing factor as well, why I buy into Nebraska this year is remember when Scott Frost got there, in terms of the defensive line perspective, it was one of the worst in Nebraska history. Yes, one of the worst. The black shirts were non-existent. They were giving up around 195 rushing yards per game to opposing offenses. They went from 188 to 169 down to 150 last year. That's progression. If they can take the next step and let's say get it down to 130, they're going to be in each and every ball game. And and you know what, Uh, Ben? Scott Frost is on the hot seat. He needs to get over that number. If he doesn't, he's gone. So that's the way you play Nebraska. If you believe Scott Frost is going to get it done, you take the over in Lincoln this year. Could we be tempted by Joe Lisi's favorite market for Nebraska to win 10 or more games on the FanDuel Sportsbooks, far exceeding their team win total by at least two is plus 600 on that price right now for the Huskers to win 10 games next year. We'll continue looking at the kickoff times. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football Full Circle rallies on here on a Football Friday on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. And, Joe, we continue to have fun with college football here on a Friday. Heading into your holiday weekend on Memorial Day with some of the biggest kickoffs that we have now tied are out, Lisi, for the college football season. When exactly is your favorite team playing and what TV network is covering the game? Joe, we were talking week zero. Nebraska Northwestern in Dublin. The line continues to work in favor of the Huskers. Nine and a half just about two weeks ago is now 11 and a half in favor of NU on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But as we flip it over to week number one, Joe, we've got a couple of good games here on that opening Thursday night of college football. The game on ESPN, the backyard brawl. Back into our lives. West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Of course, Pitt, the reigning ACC champions. Neil Brown and the Mountaineers looking for a better 2022. The Panthers, Joe, right now, a five-point favorite over West Virginia on the FanDuel Sportsbook. That game, a 7 p.m. Eastern time tip, uh, a kick, excuse me, in Pittsburgh. It will be carried on ESPN. Yeah, it's interesting because now you have Neil Brown and West Virginia that underachieved last year. Bad quarterback play. It was just horrible by Jared Dagey, the former Bowling Green standout that transferred. He had a good first year and then didn't take the next step in terms of his progression. Now, two defensive-minded coaches, right? The front seven for West Virginia was very active and solid. They love to run the football. When they run the football consistently with Letty Brown last year, they won football games. It's when the lack of consistency in the running game was there is that it fell on Jared Dagey. Now, JT Daniels is in Morgantown, and I tell you what, is JT Daniels, what are the odds of JT Daniels actually playing a snap in Morgantown this year? Because every time, every year, JT Daniels goes somewhere, he never plays. Are you kidding me? 
It's incredible. I Early on, here's the concern if you're going to back Pittsburgh. Yes, they're all the more complete defense. Narduzzi, all he does is reload. We know right. the defense will be there. But the quarterback position with Keaton Slovis, you lose Jordan Addison, and more importantly, you lose Mark Whipple to Lincoln. What does the offense look like with so many moving parts? I'm inclined to take the better coach who I feel is Neil Brown. You're going to give me five. I'll take West Virginia, even though I don't love it. Yeah, I think I agree with that statement. As we're starting to lay this out, right? Pitt, the reigning ACC champions, but they lose their Heisman finalist in Kenny Pickett. But more so, I think, than Kenny Pickett, Joe, or even Jordan Addison, who's now, of course, playing at USC, is the loss of Mark Whipple because he reinvented that Pittsburgh offense. He made Kenny Pickett the Heisman finalist, putting up the gaudy numbers that we saw last year in his senior campaign for the Pittsburgh Panthers. Pat Narduzzi is a fantastic head coach, but for most of his time at Pitt, Joe, he's been a ground and pound defensive side of the football first type of head coach. And I look forward to seeing what uh, JT Daniels can do in Neil Brown's system for West Virginia to see how explosive that offense can be. Based on the numbers that Pitt had last year, one of the highest over percentages, Joe, in all of college football for the Pittsburgh Panthers, I look forward to seeing what that total is also going to look like by the time we get to the 2022 college football season. That game on Thursday, September 1st. And again, as you look at that over percentage for Pitt a season ago, I'm trying to find it here. There it is at 57.1% of their games, much stronger earlier on in the year as well. So as we're looking through some of these kick times, Joe, another great one on Thursday night that you alluded to early on in this program, a Penn, or a Big Ten battle to start things off between Penn State in West Lafayette taking on the Purdue Boilers makers an 8 p.m. kick on Thursday September 1st that game will be carried on Fox and we have the line out for that one it's an intriguing line Joe a very intriguing line I need your thoughts right now the Boilermakers getting three points at home as the underdog Penn State laying three on the road in the season opener very interesting matchup because I was high on Penn State last year. They come out of the gates. They knock around Auburn. They step up week one against Wisconsin and they lay an egg after Clifford gets hurt in Iowa City after a 14-3 first half lead. Right, Ben? I mean, they mm -hmm. fell off the grid and they limped to the, the finish line, uh, losing that ball game against Arkansas in the bowl matchup. There's one thing that you need to know. Sean Clifford comes back for like his 15th year in college football. Yeah. It's amazing. Parker Washington, another big play wide receiver, much in the mold of Jahan Dotson. I like the nucleus of Penn State. Now, I love Aiden O'Connell for Purdue. They lose Karloftis in terms of the, the big play defensive edge rusher. That moves on, right? We know that Purdue's going to push tempo. The one thing I could tell you going back from the days of Drew Brees and Vinny Sutherland and Montrell Lowe is that Penn State doesn't lose to Purdue ever. They rarely do. So you know what? Right. Early on, I'm going to lay the three. I do believe it's a bounce back year for James Franklin and the crew. I think they'll be a top 15 team early on. I think they could be undefeated midway through the season. They have that matchup against Auburn pending. So I would lay the three early on. This might be one of my best bets early in the college football season. 
I like the look, Joe. I really, really do. And when you look at this game, I think it's a fun thing the Big Ten started to do about five, six years ago is to have that Big Ten season opener between two conference opponents, often in the crossover fashion that we saw last year with Ohio State and Minnesota. Now this year with Penn State and Purdue. Well, we still have divisions within the Big Ten. It's a marquee game for your conference early on in the year. And both teams last year, Joe, or at least, excuse me, Purdue last year, a 9-4 football team capped off with that dramatic win in the Music City Bowl, if you remember, against Tennessee. 48-45, an absolute dandy. Penn State a season ago, just 7-6 after a very down year, Joe, in 2020, in which the Nittany Lions started off 0-2. Penn State started this season 5-0, like you mentioned. The loss to Iowa on the road in Kinnick, losing that game by 3. The 9-0 overtime thriller the next week losing to Illinois they tried to find some resolve against Ohio State Halloween weekend didn't go their way lost that game by nine but did cover that spread as an 18 and a half point underdog but virtually to say Joe after starting five and oh Penn State lost six of their final uh, excuse me let me do my math here five of their final seven games sorry Joe I'm all over the place five of their final seven games of last year's regular season and then got beat pretty handily by Arkansas in their bowl game as well losing by 14 not able to cover as a three and a half point favorite we know James Franklin got paid in the offseason, a big contract extension to try to find that success they expect in Happy Valley. I still have tons of questions about Sean Clifford. I don't know how I feel about Penn State entering this season. You're right. Dead on. And, and they, I guess the game that really broke the camel's back for them was was the nine-overtime loss, right? Because okay. they did have Ohio State pending on deck, right? And even yeah. though they stepped up, if they only had that one loss heading into Columbus, maybe it is a little bit of a different story, right? Maybe they would have been just a little more focused in that matchup. They played very well, covered an 18-19 point number, and went toe-to-toe with Michigan. They had a 17-14 lead against Michigan before they allowed uh, a McNamara to hit the tight end over the middle in terms of man-to-man coverage killed me with two minutes left. And then all of a sudden, that was it. So, great point all around. I think that when I just look at the recruiting aspect and what James Franklin has been able to do, now he loses Brent Pry, right, Uh, uh, to to Vatek. That's going to be a huge loss. But at the end of the day, he's still recruited, in my opinion, much better in the interior than Jeff Brom. And that's not to take away from Brom, but you lose David Bell, you lose some play makers obviously on the defensive side of the ball it's still Purdue they might be eight and four but I don't think they match up with the speed and athleticism of Penn State week number one Purdue better hope that Penn State is ranked pretty highly up to begin the year because Purdue plays their best football against the best teams in the country. And then oftentimes when they're playing in an unranked matchup, maybe it's not the best performance out of the Boilermaker. One final point about Penn State as it pertains to their team win total. Up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football Full Circle on this Football Friday on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. College football kick times and TV network coverage now out for the early portion of the college football season. We discuss week zero. We're looking at week number one, that Thursday night opening night, the first night of September, Joe, and with a couple of good games, the backyard brawl back into our lives. Pittsburgh and West Virginia with the Panthers laying five right now. We were focusing on that Big Ten opener between Penn State and Purdue. And something caught our eye here, Lisey, as it pertains to Penn State. You're saying you're laying the three with the Nittany Lions on the road in West Lafayette to open up the year against the Boilermakers. I don't mind that look which leads us into Penn State's team win total. So let's say Penn State starts off a perfect 1-0 with that Big Ten opening victory against the Boilermakers. Eight and a half, the team win total for Penn State and James Franklin this year, Joe. That's relatively low by all expectations for what is happening with the football program in State College, Pennsylvania. Another great recruiting class, but two disappointing seasons on the field in terms of results the past two years for James Franklin. Because prior to 2020, Joe, the Nittany Lions won 11 games in three of the last four years. Again, prior to 2020. So eight and a half seems like a relatively low number. And the juice is actually on the under at minus 130. Yeah, I'm taking the over, and I was wrong last year. I thought they had the potential to be an 11-win football team, and when you lose Jahan Dotson and you lose those defensive playmakers, obviously it's going to be a a tough pill to swallow. This all comes down to Clifford, because there's not a lot of books or a lot of experts or algorithms that that really calculate Sean Clifford as being an elite quarterback. He's not C.J. Stroud, he's not Bryce Young, but he is experienced, and if he can just limit the turnovers and get the football to Parker Washington and those playmakers on the outside. They do get a big Western Kentucky transfer that should benefit the receiving core. I think they're going to be there. The one thing that we know each and every year is that in the interior, they reload just the way some of the big boys do. Ohio State, Michigan, and you could even go to Clemson and obviously Bama and Georgia as well. That's what Penn State is known for. The, The skill guys, they're basically unknowns until the middle of the season. So I'm with you. I'm willing to take the over eight and a half. I like what I saw last year from a defensive perspective. And more importantly, I like the way James Franklin coached. The problem was if Clifford gets hurt, what do we have then, Ben? 
I, that, that, that's the question, right? Because we saw what Roberson did in backup relief duty in that game against Iowa. Yes, they only lost by three, but he looked lost out there in Iowa City. As we look at Penn State's schedule, Joe, it's an interesting one. There's a couple of really good non-conference games when you look at the likes of going to play in the Plains against Auburn, but I don't think this Auburn team is very good, so I might look at the Nittany Lions in that matchup. I'm sure there's a line out there. Let's take a look and see if we can find it for Penn State and Auburn week number three of the college football season, Lisey, because that's going to be one of the more marquee matchups that we have early on in the non-conference one. slate. It's one, it's one. In, favor, in favor of... Penn State. And you know what? I was on Penn State in this game in Happy Valley. And if you remember, it went right down to the wire. I mean, what a game that was. Tank Bigsby had a fantastic matchup. Actually, Bo Nix played fairly well. But Joey Porter, that secondary, Jaquan Brisker, right? I mean, the plays that they made on the final drive to really stifle the Auburn Tigers was amazing. And that was one of my favorite games all year. The line basically opened up and in that matchup in the regular season. I think four and a half. They bet yep. it immediately up to five and a half, six and a half, got up over a key number of seven, and they still covered that number in that matchup. So laying one on the road, I have no confidence in Zach Calzada. I, I like Tank Bigsby, but when you look at Brian Harson last year, what a pathetic oh. showing. And on top of that, he loses Derek Mason, his D coordinator, now to Oklahoma State. What does this team look like right now? I'm not sold on Auburn, and we talked about it. He's on live support Brian Harson might be looking for another job in 2023 a couple of months ago it seems like Brian Harson was going to get fired while he was in Mexico because of some inappropriate conduct with a staffer as a part of his football program he is still there but it feels very tumultuous in Auburn Alabama at this time and to echo Joe's point yes this one is on the plains in Auburn at Jordan her or excuse me it's Jordan Hare is what I learned last year Jordan not Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare is what I learned as how you pronounce Auburn's home stadium's name, Joe. So something to put into the tickler file as well. But it was in State College last year for Penn State beating Auburn in that third week of the non-conference slate as well. Part of that 5-0 and stretch the Nittany Lions had to start off their campaign. 4-1 and one against the number, the only time they did not cover, only winning by 21 as a nearly 30-point favorite against Villanova. Also another key trend for Penn State last year. 13 games in total, Joe, when you add in that bowl loss to Arkansas. 10 of the 13 all under. One of the few overs they had was against Iowa when it finished at 41, and the final score was 23-20. to 20. But oftentimes, Joe, as you're looking for an edge, as you're looking for something positive to build on for a team heading into a season, if you want optimism or you want hope, it's looking at their margin of loss in defeats. How many points did they lose by? Was it competitive? Were they covering numbers if booked as an underdog? It's why people are so optimistic about Nebraska because all nine losses for the Huskers last year coming by single digits and the Huskers four and one against the spread as an underdog a season ago. I think we can make the same case really Joe with Penn State. Five Big Ten losses after a perfect five and oh start to their year. Five conference losses Lisi by a combined 21 points 
The largest margin of defeat for Penn State last year was the nine points they lost to Ohio State by in a whiteout game, but they were an 18.5-point underdog, so they easily covered that number. Five Big Ten losses by a combined 21 points in total, an average margin of defeat of only 4.2 points per game. You would expect some positive regression for James Franklin and company this year, which again, that 8.5 team win total on Penn State where the overs got some plus money at plus 110, I think is a very intriguing number. It is, and we could go through every game. Iowa, they lose Clifford. Backup Roberson sucked, fell off a map, and they were in. The defense was out there for basically 40 minutes in the second half, right? That's why they lost the nine overtime game. They never, they never dialed up a play for Jahan Dotson in the OT. Their best player never had an opportunity. They lose that ball game. Ohio State two fumbles, one was returned for a touchdown right before the half. That changed the whole complexity of that ball game. Meant breakdown against Michigan in the final three minutes. I mean, come on. You go through the list and you say, you know what? Penn State was in each and every ball game. A break here, a break there. They could have been 10-2 and for the most part. Absolutely so. Seven wins last year, seven and five in the regular season, a 14-point loss to Arkansas in their bowl game on New Year's Day. So as we continue going through that opening weekend, Joe, former Penn State defensive coordinator, now head coach in Blacksburg for Virginia Tech, he will, Brent Pry, that is, will have his debut on that Friday night, September 2nd, at Old Dominion, that game on ESPNU. So more Big Ten action on that Friday as well. Michigan State hosts Western Michigan at 7 p.m. That's an ESPN game. Illinois and Indiana, another Big Ten opener, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. Illinois, a team that was very, very competitive last season as an underdog in Big Ten play. Indiana, of course, a terribly disappointing 2021 season following all the good they did in 2020. But as we keep going through that opening weekend, Joe, some great, great games across the docket. In that noon window on Saturday, September 3rd, the first real full Saturday of the college football season in 2022. One of the best noon games that we have, Colorado State at Michigan, a 12 p.m. Eastern kick inside the big house. That game televised on ABC. Yeah, there's no way I'm taking Colorado State in, in that no. ball game. No way. Michigan is going to probably boat race them in, in that matchup. And, I mean, Colorado State under Adazio last year, underachieved. They were more of a finesse type of offense. Michigan's going to hit you in the throat uh, in, in terms of Blake Corum and those running backs are just going to run it at will in terms of a smaller defensive front. So, I can only look Michigan here in terms of this week one matchup. If you're Jim Harbaugh and you have a lot to prove this year getting to the college football playoff and getting knocked around by the Georgia Bulldogs. It's Michigan or bust in this week one battle. A couple of great games in that 3.30 p.m. Eastern time window as well. The mid-afternoon, the debut for Dan Lanning against his former team in the Georgia Bulldogs. That game in Atlanta, a 3.30 p.m. Eastern time kick, Joe, on ABC. We've broken that game down before. A 16.5-point spread in favor of the reigning national champs. Georgia has now ballooned to 17 points. The only big issue I have, Joe, with that opening weekend schedule, that early window at noon isn't chock 
full of all that many great games. The big CBS game in that 330 spot is Arizona at San Diego State. We have Cincy and Arkansas. That should be a very fun game. But I wish they would have gave Utah and Florida its own space instead of putting it up against Notre Dame and Ohio State on that opening Saturday because those games are going to be fantastic. And when you look at the spreads, Ohio State now a full two-touchdown favorite against the Irish. They're laying 14 points. But the debut of Billy Napier in Gainesville, Joe, the Gators a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Utah. That will be a very competitive game, much more competitive at least based on the point spread. It is, and you're looking at the SEC versus Pac-12 absolute in terms of the strength, right? Margin of victory, and that's why I believe Florida's a a one-and-a-half point favorite. I would be inclined to take the more complete team in Utah with the points. So the Gators in the Utes, that's a 7 p.m. kickoff on Saturday, September 3rd, televised on ESPN. The Irish and the Buckeyes, Notre Dame and Ohio State, 7.30 p.m. Prime time on ABC. Plenty more to get to with some more kick times from around college football up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Football full circle on a football Friday here ahead of your holiday weekend for Memorial Day. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. This is Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. We're breaking down the college football slate because for the opening few weeks of the year, we have kickoff times. We have TV networks. Now we know how the schedule is slotted, so we back it up with the odds here on a football Friday on the Sports Grid Network. Network. Joe, that weekend, 
That opening weekend of college football is going to be sensational. Of course, that is another holiday weekend as well. So not just games on a Saturday like we discussed with Ohio State and Notre Dame in prime time. The Buckeyes a full two-touchdown, 14-point favorite against the Irish. Not just Georgia and Oregon. The Dogs beginning their title defense earlier in that Saturday afternoon window as a 17-point favorite against the Ducks. But we've got games on on Sunday as well, of course, a week out from the start of the NFL season, so Sunday's wide open. And how about this one? Florida State in LSU in New Orleans, the Big Easy, the site at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on that Sunday, September 4th, televised on ABC. The first game for Brian Kelly and charge of the LSU Tigers, and they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Knowles of Florida State. Another coach that has to win this year, Scott Frost, Mike Norvell, right? Mike Norvell has no margin of error with Jordan Travis and the crew. Now, remember last year as an 18, what were they, like a a double-digit underdog? They were down by 18, or no, six and a half, seven to Notre Mm -hmm. Dame last year. They were down by 18 and made it an overtime game with Mackenzie Milton. I feel like I should be watching this game back in the day of Charlie Ward and maybe Tommy Hodgson for LSU. This is what we used to get back in the days, the early 90s, right, in terms of college football. Florida State and LSU used to square off all the time. I love this matchup. Now, I'm high on LSU. I know a lot of people are Mm. bashing Brian Kelly. They're 100 to 1, obviously, to win the national championship. I believe 25 to 1 to win the SEC West. But you have Miles Brennan, Jaden Daniels, two of the best wide receivers in the conference, if not all of college football, and Kayshawn Booty and Jare Jenkins. I'll take my chances. I love Florida State. I think they are slowly getting back. I was down on them last year, but they showed me something from a defensive perspective. This could be the year they get back to a bowl, but they're up against it, in my opinion, in week number one. Joe, when you mentioned LSU, right, and you mentioned that price earlier on this summer for them to win a national championship, at the time it was 70 to 1 early. Then it dropped down into the four, or it was 150 to 1. That dropped down to 70 to 1. Now it's at 100 to 1. Why do you think there's that movement on the Bayou Bengals and it's fluctuated so greatly this year? It's what we talked about in terms of how the books price to get money, right? So they knew that they were completely, they shouldn't have been 150 to 1. There's no way that the way LSU was recruited over the past decade, and not only that, winning a national championship two years ago, this isn't an ACC school. This is the big uglies in terms of the SEC conference, right? So they shouldn't have been priced at 150, maybe 100 to 1 because of a new coach and all the turnover. They get it down to 70 because it is Brian Kelly. They get the addition of Jaden Daniels that solidifies the quarterback position. There are no concerns now. He has his choice. Daniels or Miles Brennan, both experienced guys. So there won't be a drop-off from that matter. And now they price it back because now all of a sudden Texas A&M is in the mix. We have obviously Ole Miss with Jackson Dart. So now, now the books reassess and say, okay, you know, do we realistically think that Brian Kelly in year number one is going to challenge Nick Saban? Does he have 
have enough foundation to do that. And let's look at the teams that they lost to last year. They got blown out by Ole Miss and Matt Corral. Defense fell off a cliff at certain times. So I think that's what we'll see. I think as we inch closer to August, we're in the area of maybe 80 to 75 to 1. And you know what? That's still great value because it's an upgrade to where Ed Ogeron was from an X's and O's standpoint. That's what Brian Kelly brings. Brian Kelly, of course, also attacking the transfer portal, as you will see with first-year head coaches trying to revamp and reevaluate their rosters. So they will look a little bit different this year, will the Tigers, than they have the last couple of seasons. The last two years under Ed Ogeron, after the national championship winning season in 2019, were not exactly what they expected in the Bayou. A team win total for LSU, Joe, only at 6.5, even juice on both sides at minus 110. If you even believe with a speckle of your imagination that 100 to 1 is value on LSU maybe not cash in the ticket but value on LSU that at least you'll be presented a buyout opportunity or a cash out opportunity you must take the over of that six and a half team win total for the Bayou Bengals the final game Joe that we have a kickoff time for and a TV network for on that opening full weekend of college football on Labor Day is on Labor Day in prime time 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech. And in this game, Clemson, Joe, is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Clemson, with a disastrous season in 2021, a disastrous double-digit 10-win season. We look for them to bounce back here, of course, Joe, with a team win total at 10.5. The under has the juice. The fourth best odds to win a national championship at plus 900 and minus 140 once again to win the ACC, something the Tigers did not do last year, but had done for the six previous years consecutively prior. And we see that in that opening week odd, Joe, for the Clemson Tigers laying 20.5 points in their season opener against the Yellow Jackets. Well, think about this. Clemson has won and dominated Georgia Tech seven straight games. Now, go back to last year. Prior to last year, Ben, they were they were boat racing the uh, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Think about this. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, they won seventy three to seven with Trevor Lawrence. I believe they were up forty five nothing. That in game number was basically sixty three and a half. Two years ago, it was fifty two to fourteen. They come out. They're laying a huge number last year. What happens? They come out flat. DJU sucked. The offense couldn't move the football consistently and Georgia Tech had them on the ropes in that ball game. They could not close the door. They lost that a very close game, 14 to 8 and coupled, co- covered, excuse me, the double digit number. Now, that's why you're seeing the reassessment down to 20, 20 and a half. But there's no way I could back Georgia Tech. I love Jeff Collins. I love, you know, his approach and mentality. They lose Gibbs, their big play running back. They lose a number of defensive guys in the secondary. To me, I would only look to Clemson in that match. I don't love it. I wouldn't lay the 20 and a half with DJU or that new look offense without Venables, but I could only look to Clemson, maybe tease it down in that ballgame. It's a big, big number to lay for a team when you're not in 
entirely sure what you're going to get. Very little ground game last year for that Clemson Tigers offense. And DJ Uyungongalele left a lot to be desired at the quarterback spot last year as well. A Clemson team, Joe, that started off the year 4-3 and three through its first seven games. It's not terrible. It's just not Clemson's standard. And they did not cover a single time in that seven-game poor start. One time as an underdog in that matchup against Pitt, getting three and a half points but losing by ten. The first six games all booked as a favorite. And early on in the year, Joe, Clemson's defense remained elite really all season long, finishing as the second-best scoring defense in the country. But early on, six of their seven first games hit an under, and then their final six games, four of the six went over as the offense started to pick it up once again for Clemson, who won six straight games to end out their year, including a bowl game victory in the Cheez-It Bowl against the Iowa State Cyclones, and they were booked as a favorite in all six of those final victories, covering in five of the six. The only time not covering, they beat UConn by 37, but were a 40-and-a-half point favorite. So there is optimism once again for the Clemson Tigers, and we see that reflected in the odds. Joe, let's get to week number two. And let's have some fun because, as we mentioned, TV times. We know the network coverage of what is going to happen week number two of the college football season. The premier game of the second weekend of college football takes place in Austin. It's a big noon kickoff, Joe, on Fox, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Central time there in Austin, Texas, between the Longhorns and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And let me tell you, Lisi, those folks in Austin ain't too happy about ruining their brunch plans on that Saturday and having a noon Eastern kick against the Tide. Yeah, and, and they're complaining. I want to see a noon kick in, in Austin. That's what it's all about. I want to see Alabama and the Road Whites. I want to see the Burnt Orange for B. John mm. Robinson, Xavier Worthy, and Quinn Ewers. And I want to see this game get on. It might be competitive for a half. I could see Texas maybe jumping out, big play over the top. All of a sudden, Longhorns have a shot. And in the second half, Bryce Young and Jamar Gibbs just boat race the Texas Longhorns defense because that is still the main concern for the Longhorns if they get over the hump in terms of 6-6 six and six and get back to a bowl is can they shut down the run effectively? And think about the teams they lost to last year. I mean, they went through a five or a six-game stretch after they lost to Kennedy Brooks and Oklahoma. That was absolutely pathetic. They only beat up on Kansas State at the end of the year. So, it comes down to, you got to start fast. I love the over, but I, you know, Ben, there's no way that defense is going to be that up opportunistic against Bryce Young and the crew. It's just not happening. No, it's not. It's not going to happen, and the odds show that. 15 points in favor of the road team in Alabama visiting Austin, Texas. Is Texas back? They're plus 200 right now to win at least 10 games on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The second-best odds to win a Big 12 championship in what might be one of the final years in that conference behind their bitter foes in the Oklahoma Sooners. A great Week 2 slate, Lisi. Truly, as you look up and down the board of the Week 2 slate in 
college football. Pitt, another big one, on that second weekend of the year, hosting Tennessee. That game is on ABC at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Pittsburgh Panthers in that matchup against the Vols, well, they're getting four points at home after laying the five in the backyard brawl the week prior against West Virginia. A really good SEC matchup, Joe, that second week of the year that could have big implications early on for the East Division. That would be Florida and Kentucky. That game, a 7 p.m. Eastern time kick in prime time in the Swamp on ESPN. And we talked about that opening weekend game for Florida, non-conference against Utah, laying a point and a half against the Utes. We both feel strongly about Utah, maybe in that game, but really all year long. Florida laying four against the Wildcats at home that second Saturday of the college football season. There's a lot of optimism, Joe, with you, with Kentucky and Will Levis as their quarterback. Yeah, he's being talked about as the number one quarterback coming out of the draft next year. Can you believe that by some scouts? Amazing. Let's not forget Kentucky beat Emory Jones in Florida last year, right? Two years ago in the swamp with Mark Stoops, they got the outright victory with Terry Wilson at the helm, 26-14. They're going to be live. Chris Rodriguez, the physicality of the offense and defensive lines are going to be there. Anthony Richardson, an elite talent. I would probably take Kentucky. Veteran team, you know, understands the philosophy with the coach and has stepped up. They stepped up against Georgia and covered. They absolutely did. A lot of covers last year for Kentucky. They started off a perfect 6-0. They lost three straight, and then they rallied off four straight wins to end out their year, including a bowl victory over Iowa. Some closing thoughts on this week here on Football Full Circle up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. 
one final segment here on Football Full Circle on this Football Friday and for your week on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. It's now Memorial Day weekend for both Joe and I. We look forward to the long weekend, the holiday weekend, the unofficial kickoff to summer. We're talking kickoff times and TV network coverage for the early portion of the 2022 college football season. Lisi, what are the Memorial Day plans for you, my friend? I'll lay you low, Ben. You know, I'm going to lay low. I'm going to relax, chill out. I had a busy couple of weeks, obviously, with some mm. travel, some family issues. And we got weather that obviously resembles late September here this weekend. So this is what it's all about, baby. Going to drink some red wine, put some bur- burgers mm-hmm. on the barbecue. Just relax, mm. baby. That sounds fantastic. That's what we need to do, our summer barbecues, to kick off summer. That's what it has to come down to. I'll be having some burgers. I'll be at a friend's wedding. We all went to Syracuse. Go Orange, by the way. A huge pickup, by the way, for the Orange, Lisi, in the quarterback market for Syracuse this upcoming season. Look out for those pesky SU Oranges. I will just say that. And I'll be having a couple Bud Lights getting ready for this college football season, which is something I plan to do much of this CFB campaign. Lisi, you were talking to me about that second full Saturday of the college football season. Some great games, especially one late night in Provo, Utah. Baylor and BYU. Yeah, and think about it. Baylor beat up Tyler Algiers and Jordan Hall last year, right, in Waco. They yep. beat them up. I think it was 37-20. They were laying, I think, six and a half in that ball game. They abused them. Now, does BYU get their revenge? 10-15 in Provo. Best game of the weekend, September 10th. We're already talking Pac-12 after dark, although BYU not a Pac-12 team, but I believe the Cougs were a perfect 5-0 against the Pac-12 conference a season ago. Right now, BYU laying a point and a half at home for that second full Saturday of the college football season. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.